Welcome to Ragbag. My name is Frank Burton. An extra special episode for you here. They're all special, aren't they? But this is an absolutely extra special one. You're going to have to wait until I've played a tune first to find out why it's so special. Just bear with me. That's not a clue or anything when I say bear with me. That's just a turn of phrase. You're just going to have to wait until after the first tune. Check this out, listen to it, enjoy it, and then I will tell you why this episode is so special. Thank you. 
So, listeners, I'll tell you what's happening. I'm in the van, just parked up outside a park of some kind. I'll be honest, I don't actually know which town I'm in. And I like that. I like not knowing. I think it's brilliant. And through my window, I'm looking right at a park bench. Concrete feet, wooden slats, little silver plaque on although I can't read what it says on the plaque from where I'm sitting and I'm just gonna try something right listen Americans you know you have this whole roasting tradition right where you take some kind of public figure and insult them over and over again and it's kind of supposedly done in an affectionate way so they don't take offence at it I don't get it guys I don't understand what is the purpose of this at the same time it's starting to take off in the UK now as well so thank you for your gift to us and because I'm looking to pick up a few more listeners as a means of promoting my books and stuff so what the hell I'm going to jump right on this bandwagon. But I didn't want to roast a person because it seemed a bit cruel. So I'm going to roast an inanimate object so that I'm not hurting anyone's feelings. I toyed around with the idea of roasting, you know, a parsnip, which is okay as a one-line joke. You know, ha 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 and all that. But I'd have to keep on making that same joke over and over again. And like 20 minutes in, I'd still be going, you see what I'm doing, guys? I'm roasting a parsnip. Ha ha ha. And you'd be like, yeah, we got it, Frank. It's mildly amusing. It was the first time you said it anyway. So instead, I'm going to roast this park bench. That's why this episode is called The Park Bench Roast. You may have figured that out already, but just keeping you all up to speed on this. So here we go, The Park Bench Roast. Hello, welcome to our special guest, This Park Bench. How are you doing? I just want to say before we start, I do think this is a wonderful park bench pillar of the community some might say you're a glorified dog's toilet and in many respects they're correct but I've had the pleasure of sitting on you and let's be honest despite the fact that you're not comfortable and you smell of the urine of various species and the view from your seat is a ditch beside a patch of stinging nettles I've forgotten the point I was making now. This park bench is made up largely of rectangular strips of wood. 
as a rectangular object, your angles are always right. It's unfortunate that every other aspect of your character is always wrong. That's right, I said it. Only joking, this is, of course, an excellent bench. I see you have concrete feet there. Don't get on the wrong side of the mafia now, will you? You've already saved them a little bit of trouble. Speaking of criminal activity, you do look like the sort of bench where a local drug dealer might like to sit and trade. Or maybe even a terrorist organisation. Quite a nice secluded spot for a group of local white supremacists to sit and discuss their strategies. Maybe carve the name of their organisation into the wood. Watch your fingers, lads. This is the kind of bench that really puts the splinter into splinter group. Of course, graffiti removal can be a very annoying and cumbersome process, but look at it this way. That's exactly how everyone feels when they sit down on you. Look, I'm not saying that sitting down on this park bench is an uncomfortable experience, but last time I sat down on you, I was immediately reminded that I'd been meaning to reschedule that appointment with my acupuncturist. It is, to be fair, the experience of sitting on this bench is reminiscent of being beaten on the behind by several wooden strips. On the plus side, plenty of people would pay good money for that kind of treatment. But you know, it has a very good design, this park bench. Inspirational, really. It's a design that says... That'll do, won't it? It boggles the mind to think that somebody actually got paid money to design this entirely functional basic park bench. That must have been the easiest design commission since the team who devised the colour scheme for the New Zealand All Blacks. They must have been down the pub when they came up with that, surely. Scrawled it on the back of a napkin. It's the most unimaginative design since the no vehicle sign. You know what I mean? Blank space with a red ring around it. What are we saying here, guys? Well, no vehicles. So what should we put on the sign? Well, how about absolutely nothing at all? Yeah, that covers it. If the design of this park bench were any more unimaginative, it literally wouldn't exist, which in itself will be something of a blessing. No offence. The design of this park bench is so unimaginative, I'm beginning to suspect the designers themselves are made of wood. And whoever it is that signed off on the project, the senior management, someone got paid to do that as well. Someone got paid to read the most unimaginative design plan in the world and then sign a piece of paper saying... Yeah, that'll do. Of course, it's not just the dogs that regularly use you as a toilet. There are many varieties of bird in this park who seem to have a habit of splattering your seats with their various bits of business. By the looks of things, this is becoming such a problem. If you were able to listen to music yourself, no doubt your favourite band would be 
The White Stripes. Favourite song? White Lines. Don't do it. Seriously, don't do it, birds. Very inconsiderate behaviour now. You have so many black and white strips on you. Concert pianists are pausing from their afternoon strolls to bash out a few bars of Beethoven. Then they realise... You might want to wash your hands there, maestro. Well, at least it's a dry day. There's nothing worse than sitting down on a wet park bench, particularly this type of bench with gaps between the slats. Where the seat is just one unit, you end up having to walk around with a big wet patch on your trousers and people are going to look at you and think, oh dear, bit of an accident there, that's unfortunate. But when there's gaps between the slats, you end up with wet stripes all over you, which prompts a different set of assumptions. Look at that, he's got wet stripes all over him. What happened there? Looks like he stumbled into a car wash. At least if someone assumes that you've wet your pants, at least that's a regular human problem. Lots of people experience incontinence, nothing to be ashamed of, it's an everyday inconvenience. But if someone makes the assumption that you've stumbled into a car wash, there's a whole heap of questions there. What happened? How did this person end up stumbling through a car wash? What state of mind was this person in? Were they running from the cops? Or having some kind of existential crisis? With their heads so far in the clouds, they didn't see the car wash coming? Or maybe they... Maybe they get off on that kind of thing. Maybe there's a whole scene of ne'er-do-wells interfering with car washes in all sorts of undesirable ways. They didn't think of that, did they, these designers? Didn't write that possibility on the back of their napkin? No, too drunk. But in all seriousness, the problem with park benches i've said no offense already mate what's your problem this roasting is an affectionate bit of banter learn how to take a joke for god's sake now the problem with park benches is that they have a bit of an image problem don't they there's a negative association because of all these films and tv shows You know what I'm talking about, listeners? You've seen films and TV shows, right? And whenever someone in a film or a TV show feels a little bit depressed, maybe they've had some bad news, or they've broken up with their partner, or maybe they're a cop who was right on the cusp of cracking the case they're working on, but they've broken the rules and cut some corners, and now their boss has told them they're off the case, hand in your badge, pal. What's the first thing all of these people do when they're in this negative state of mind? The first thing they do pretty much every single time, go and sit on a park bench. Sit on a park bench looking miserable. Usually with some sombre music in the background. And quite often, while they're sitting there, they'll have some kind of revelation. Like, I know how to deal with this bit of bad news. I know what to do to win my partner back. I know how to crack this case. I'll go maverick 
and take the law into my own hands. Woohoo! And at that point, they'll get up off the bench and run away in excitement, frightening a flock of pigeons, thus further emphasising the park bench's position as a place for depressed people. Because as soon as they're not depressed anymore, they leap right off it. And that goes some way to explain why so many people walk right past the park bench. They'll be thinking to themselves, I'm not sitting on there, too depressing, too gloomy. Maybe I will have some kind of revelation, like they always do in the movies. But I can't be doing all that staring pensively into space. So they walk right past, don't they? Don't get me wrong. That's not the reason they walk right past you, my good friend. They walk right past you because you stink. (laughs) I do feel a little bit bad about all the horrible things I've said about this park bench, even though I deliberately chose an object with no feelings. Unfortunately, because I've spent the whole of this episode treating the park bench as though it's a person, I've now reached a point in my imagination where the park bench has kind of come to life and it's, well, it it didn't enjoy that roasting. To be fair, I, I think it might even be crying quietly to itself. Oh my, it's a tough game to get into, this roasting game. And maybe I'm just a little too compassionate to get involved in it. That's right, I said it. I'm a little bit too compassionate. What's your problem? Sorry to snap. I'm just a little emotionally affected by some of the hurt that I've caused this bench. I mean, I'm having a go at the designers and everything. That's the equivalent of insulting someone's parents. I'll tell you what I'm going to do, listeners. I'm going to play a tune. And while it's on, I'm going to go and sit down on that bench. And I'm going to make my peace with it. Yeah. I'm going to do that now. You enjoy the tune. And I'll enjoy this.
Now then, that was quite an experience. It was, in itself, like a scene from a movie. I was sitting there, making my peace with the bench, staring pensively into space, and it felt like the bench was comforted by my presence. It stopped crying and started smiling in its own way, and a profound sense of peace came over both myself and the bench. And then I had a revelation. I decided I'd like to do something else. I'd like to roast something else and then make my peace with it. And at that point I jumped to my feet and I ran back to the van to tell all of you guys about it, disturbing a flock of pigeons as I did so. So that's my revelation. I'll do another roast episode another time. Let me know what you think you'd like me to roast next, okay? It has to be an inanimous object, otherwise it won't work. What the hell? I might even roast a parsnip. Why not? Why not? Let's just do a couple of shout-outs. Shout out to Mark on the Isle of Man. He says, Chilling with my crew in my new flat, blasting out the ragbag vibes. Sweet. I'm sorry about this, Mark, but you know, this isn't radio. I'm picking this message up from two weeks ago. And this recording will not be released for another two weeks' time. It's not a live stream. The chances are, in four weeks' time, you and your crew will be doing something other than chilling in your new flat. As a matter of fact, it won't even be your new flat, it'll just be your flat. Look, I appreciate the compliment about the sweet ragbag vibes and everything. They are sweet, aren't they? Yeah. A shout out to Tim Burton's lawyers. They sent me a letter recently saying, what's the expression? Cease and desist. Odd choice of vocabulary, guys. All I said was, I am the estranged English brother of Hollywood film director Tim Burton. I'm not, obviously. Doesn't mean I can't say it. However many letters you send, they're all going to go in the recycling. I will continue to claim Tim Burton is my brother. And the more you threaten me with your weird vocabulary, the more I will say it. I was initially prefacing these claims with the words, this isn't true, by the way, but now I'm not going to do that. You want a DNA test? I'm happy to oblige. Shout out to Eagle. He or she says, gelatin does count. No, it doesn't, Eagle, but thank you for engaging me in debate. You lost on this occasion, but you know what? I admire your chutzpah. Thanks, listeners. A bit more music again. Thanks for bearing with me. It has... Yeah, it has been quite the experience.
Right, time for Ragbag Recommends. Have you guys heard of the Irrationally Exuberant podcast? Well, you should check it out. It's brilliant. It's presented by self-proclaimed genius Reed Messerschmitt. That's right. You know what I think about self-proclaimed geniuses. Genii, is it? Genie? Genie? Geniuses. You know what I think about self-proclaimed geniuses? If you're saying it about yourself, you'd better make damn sure you actually are one, and I am talking Socrates level. You know what, listeners? I've been doing some checking up, and it turns out Reed Messerschmitt is a genius. How about that? Here's Reed himself to tell you some more about the irrationally exuberant. Hello, Raggeteers. Ragamuffins? Tony, I'm Reed Messerschmidt, the reclusive and under-celebrated genius behind the irrationally exuberant, and I'm here to tell you about my show. It's a podcast, but also art. Fine art. It's scripted. It's about everything. Chris Gaines, Flat Earth Theory, Johnny Appleseed, Bigfoot, Johnny Appleseed and Bigfoot's romantic relationship, Crows, McDonaldland, Esperanto, Klaus Nomi, OK Soda, Float tanks, platypuses, Eddie Vedder, me, you, us, them, this, that, and what have you. Sometimes there are songs. It's really quite good, I promise. Transcendent, even. It's the irrationally exuberant, and it's available wherever you get podcasts. Thank you. You look really nice today. So there you have it, folks. And listen... If you like this podcast, and if you're listening, I assume you do, it'd be weird if you didn't, you'll definitely like the Irrationally Exuberant, you will. This is a win-win situation. Give it a go. Right. On with the tunes. No 
Tiesitkö muuten, että muovi on nikuista? Jäät sinusta, mä en edes uskalla haaveilla. Tietäisin ikkunasi sijainnin. Asfaltti kiiltää jalkojen alla, näen siitä heijastuksia. Maailma näyttäytyy hetken selkeänä, katuvalot mut sokaisee enkä osaakaan edetä. Kengät tarttuu kiinni baarin lattiaan, tahmaisuus kuvaa hyvin mun mielen tunnelmaa. Tiesitkö muuten, että muovi on nikuista? Jäät sinusta, mä en edes uskalla haaveilla. Jäät sinusta, mä en edes uskalla haaveilla. Jäät sinusta, mä en edes uskalla haaveilla.
thank you for listening it has been a great experience this whole roasting thing maybe we'll roast something else at a later time do get in touch with what you'd like me to roast check out frankburton.co.uk all the details of my books uh, 100 and a history of sarcasm blah 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 buy them from amazon blah 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 i will see you next time watch out for the bonus bags watch out for all sorts of other stuff going on ragbag listeners are really the best listeners of any podcast there you go i said it Bag Podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.